Today is December 2nd. We are officially in the lockdown. There will be no news for the foreseeable future. Let's talk about that, what it means for our Yanks. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. It's brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. I got Jake here. We got BBD. We're recording this Wednesday night. It airs Thursday. We stayed up because we thought maybe the Yanks make, might, might make some moves, and we got a big Thursday uh, on the schedule as we're recording a bunch of content for the JM Gaming YouTube channel. So thank you for hanging out, watching the premiere with us if you're on YouTube or listening on the podcast app. As always, Jake, this one's brought to you the people from DraftKings, they present the show. They're bringing this episode. There's a deal right now. New customers can bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets for a football game. How about that? No brainer of a deal. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. You bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code John Boy this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Hit it, Minko. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jake, how are you doing? James, BBD, everyone watching live, everyone not watching live, everyone alive. Everyone uh, alive. If you're, de- if you're dead... Not the target market. I'm going to be honest with you. You're wearing a Bronxy t-shirt. You think he's alive? Went full Bronxy today. He's alive. He's in the hands of Nestor. Uh, some of the most trusted hands on the team this year. So, yeah, it felt good to bust out the Bronxy shirt. Uh, remember one of, the, one of the few high moments of this Yankee season, a, a little turtle. But uh, I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, you know, we're, we're back in grind mode this week, which we're both getting back into. I was on vacation, your new dad, and we're sneaking it all in for the holidays and other stuff. So we're, uh, we're going. I, uh, I do wish, you know, the Yankees were going a little more. I told you I just I wanted one piece of jerky to chew on. I wanted one candy cane. Like, give me give me the relief pitcher to deep dive into for the next two months and be like, I get Matt Blake's really going to get the best out of that sinker. Uh, and I can, I can think about that for, for two months while this lockout comes upon us, but doesn't appear that's happening. So it, it is what it is, but I think we, we kind of stumbled into a pretty good idea for today. You know, we'll cover some of the tender stuff because that actually that deadline happened. Um, and we'll poke our heads in on, on the other division team uh, opponents really quickly uh, just to kind of get our bearings. Like what's, what's happened in division this free agency that affects so much of the Yankees. Uh, and Hal's got some quotes out there and stuff. So, yeah, would it would have been – would have loved if the if the three of us were going live right now and we were talking about 
you know, telling the people don't worry about that 10th year of Correa's contract, but uh, we'll save that for another day. So uh, how, how are you lads doing? BBD, how are you doing? Doing well, long day. We're all, we're all a little tired, but excited to get going. Wish, wish, I also wish there was something uh, more fun to discuss as far as a, a new move, but uh, not, not panic time. We did that last step. We did get some new moves, just not Yankees. And Chris Taylor, who I said, like, was still a guy that I thought they might pick up that they could have used. He is uh, set to resign or has resigned to the Dodgers for a pretty friendly-ish deal, $60 million for four years. We can get into that a little bit. That's pretty... I don't know. I just don't know why weren't they in on him. Um, what... I thought he, I don't know, but uh, I just Googled Nestor's name backwards, which is Rotson. And mm-hmm. then I was, I was, uh, that's a store in Belgium, Nestor Rotson. And it's got an Instagram account and it's just some really cool furniture. So remind me come award season next year when I want to give Nestor award that I could call him Mr. Rotson. Uh, okay. Okay. He should name his I'll son. Try. Rotson. So that's how Nomar got named. I can't promise, but I'll try. So just wrapping up the Yankees at the end here, they uh, tendered everyone a contract. Voight, Andujar, Gary, Litke, everyone got signed. I think, you know, a lot of teams pride themselves in in always tendering contracts. Uh, I forget what team, some team bragged about it last year. Like it's for 15 for the 15th year in a row. We have tendered everyone a contract. Mm. Uh, they're not going to get rid of Andor was the only one I thought was interesting, but they still might be trying to trade Gary. They still might be trying to trade void and they're not going to get rid of him for nothing. Yeah, I guess there's, you know, there's, there's the optimistic spin there. Cause you know, we, we try to cover our butts and we try to educate how we can we're human idiots but we we think about the yankees a lot uh but yeah i mean that either means you know when we talk about this off season as a whole and we'll we'll see we're gonna have a lot of time to talk about it so we will uh we're gonna do some of the positional deep dives and stuff but you know we we talked about it on the first base episode uh, which we'll still see how that plays out again any first baseman you would have wanted this offseason, Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, uh, even Rizzo. I think we can throw him in the mix of like we would talk ourselves into Anthony Rizzo being good mm-hmm. for us. They're still out there. So um, and behind that, like if it's DJ and Luke Voigt, and like we've talked about, those three other major changes happen around it. Like if it's a if it's a star shortstop, Seeger Correa, if it's a big center field move like Brian Reynolds comes out of nowhere. And then maybe it's a Luis Castillo. If our first base situation ended up landing at DJ and Voight, we'd say, all right, let's figure it out this year. Like that's, that's not a bad problem. Um, Or like we've said, you know, Luke Voight could be traded easily in there. If they do instill the DH in the national league, his value, I don't want to say doubles, but it goes up. He's got a lot more landing spots. Um, you know, I was looking at the Cubs roster today cause they just added Stroman and they added Clint. And I was wondering, cause you know, I've always been on a, like if Clint actually got a buck 40 games, I think he'd hit at the major league level. So I was looking at their depth chart 
And it's kind of interesting. They kind of have, they have Hap, they have another guy, Ortega in center, uh, and Jason Hayward. So there's not a clean path for him. But if the DH gets implemented in the NL, Clint would have a shot at it. Um, so that's something to think about when it comes to Luke Voigt and his I, had a, I had a mean thought. I had a mean thought. Do you want me to hold? Do you want me to, do you want me to sit on I it? saw you have a wry smile, so I'm a little nervous, but I'm interested. It's very mean. Okay. I don't. Okay. Scale. If it was blowing up a picture. Blowing is involved. Oh, my God. If yeah. it was blowing up the thumb picture of me at my wedding and like bringing no, it, it in and no, disrupting just, the ceremony like that's no, a 10 out of 10. It's just mean spirited and uh, about Clint and fly balls at Wrigley on a windy day. And that's all. Oh, sure. And I just had sure. a visual in my head. That was funny. There could be a highlight reel. Uh, maybe he needed to get out of the Bronx. We we wish Clint well, but uh, that's again, Stroman, it, that Stroman deal is like pretty good. And the Cubs are a team not going for it, which which then is, is this is is more things that I will point to in February if the Yankees don't do anything and say what everyone's spending money. Yeah, so that's the other side of it. So we'll see we'll see what happens with Voight and Uhar. I think he has the one option. So yeah. for one one point seven mil, if they can they've got one year to kind of reclimate him, if that's the right word. Um, you know, he'd lost time via injury and then COVID season. So, you know, uh that that dude can hit. Um I I do believe that and maybe he can show that and be a piece in a trade now, later, or even a a piece off the Yankees bench at some point this year. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, those guys are still around as of now. We'll see what it means come March. Uh, Cause those guys could very much not be a part of the team. And yeah, you, like you said, with the non-tender, like I think if the KBO thing wasn't on the horizon for Chris Gittens, he would have been non-tendered, but uh, they made that happen beforehand. So yeah, I don't know if it's a pride thing or maybe it's something that they can maybe they can rah rah just rah rah in the organization. Like we're the Yankees. If you're on our team, we're gonna tender you. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Well, it is better than a team like the Indians who are non tendering guys that like are true. valuable. So it is something. But um, is that the Yankees? You know, we go on FanGraphs, the roster research page. Anytime I tweet out a, a screen grab from the roster research. People are always asking what site it is. Yeah. Like if you want to go, if you're into the, how, how rosters are made up and then across the league, like it's the coolest page. It kind of looks clunky and childish, but it's got so much information. It's pretty cool. Anyway, Jake and I love perusing, perusing other teams on here. I just went to like what the Yankees projected starting rotation is right now. I don't think it's striking fear into anyone which is odd because uh, I don't think it's terrible. They don't have Tyone because he's going to be coming off injury. And then it's it's Cole Monty. And I like Monty, but I probably like him as a three more than a, a two. They have Seve, and then it's Nestor and Herman. And, like, do I have faith in those guys? Have they put together really good stretches? Yeah, but as the starting five going into the season, it seems like they should probably get a guy that's going to slide in the two, three, four spot. 
Yeah, I mean, they're not, I wouldn't say scary right now. I, I think as we start talking some other teams around baseball, we just came off a ye- weird year. We came off the 60-game COVID season, and, you know, we had we had pitchers kind of fall apart down the stretch like we expected. I was, I was laughing. I did a uh, Shea Station with Jolly the other day, and he was like, you know, Taiwan Walker had an all-star awesome first half of the season, and then he was the worst pitcher in baseball the second half. Like, what are Mets fans thinking about Taiwan Walker right now? Um, so, Luis Severino, like, hey, out of the Se- bullpen. Se- Severino did that for the Yankees in 2019, remember? Exactly. So or is it 18? Sevi, Sevi comes out of the bullpen this year, and he was pretty, he was nice. He, he had that first appearance that everyone was excited about. And we were like, ah, he was pumping 94 people. And then he kind of looked like Sevy. So if he can be properly stretched out, um, you know, whether it's earlier in the season or later in the season, Cole Sevy is still a nice game plan. At it the is, top. it is, but Sevy can't mentally be the number two now. I think hopefully after the all-star break and things are kicking, we're like, yeah, you know what? He is. But and, and then I don't think Monty's a two either, although he, he can be on a plus side. But there's a lot of Yankee bias. If you look at that, that without Yankee brain, no one's intimidated or impressed. No, I, I think, you know, as as we do and, you know, we did our first base episode, we've been saying we're going to do we're going to do a starting pitching one. And, you know, uh, knock on wood, if Luis Castillo is still available, that's a guy where kind of what you're saying, like if Luis Castillo comes on, I think he'd be the clear number two. And then you're saying. Okay, if Sevy finds it, like he can be better than Luis Castillo. So now you're talking about where Monty can be, you know, if Monty goes from the two to the four real quick, Jordan Montgomery's an awesome four pitcher. Jordan Montgomery's a sketchy two pitcher. Um, so uh, we've got some time to think about that. There's still some options out there. Not a ton in free agency, especially after the Stroman signing, which by the way, people was big boy money. Stro show basically got the Verlander with the third year. Um, he's getting 25-25, and then I think the he has an opt-out, and then that final year is 21. So, like, if you wanted a guy like that, you had to pay a premium, premium price. I mean, Stroman and the Yankees was never happening, but um, you're right, Jim. I mean, it's how much do they believe in Luis Severino, which is a really tricky game. Tyone will be back at some point. Um, mid, late April, May, we'll see. No, they, uh, you're, I, I'm pretty firm. They need like a, another two, three caliber pitcher, like someone that's mentally better than Montgomery. But I don't, I didn't, I guess I'm realizing, because I they just had a plethora of guys they can choose from, but I'm realizing they, Tyone's coming up so many injuries. I like Tyone three, four, five. Savvy's coming off a big injury. I see him right now as three, four, five, and you see what you got. And hopefully by playoff time, he can be like a stud. Monty, he's a solid three for me. If he's ever, you need two more pitchers better than him on a rotation that right now. Uh, you know, Herman can be nasty, but you have no idea. Nestor can be nasty. Nestor's nest, whatever. But they need another guy pretty bad there. Yeah, and it's just going to be what level. We know they were in on Verlander. Like, that's one of the few confirmed things this offseason. So they acknowledge that there's some sort of need there. Um, I think what's going to be interesting, and maybe when we talk about the Red Sox in a little bit, 
I don't know if it's the Red Sox way or if it's the, the Tampa Bay Rays way. The Red Sox brought in three veterans. They brought in Waka, Paxton, and now Rich Hill. So are they just hoping for one of those guys to click? Are they hoping, hey, maybe Rich Hill will be good earlier in the year, but he'll wear out because he's 43, and then maybe we'll get Paxton in the second stretch, and you can turn two of those guys into one good starter. Um, because you're right, and, you know, we uh, haven't talked uh, just, I, yeah, just I, I just on that like with, I just close it off with we haven't talked pitching a lot because the hitting was so bad last year that yes. needs to be addressed. I agree, and just to close it off. I'm not jealous of any of those Red Sox signings. I mean, they're let's be honest, they're probably hoping just one clicks, right? Just one it's clicks. A it's a grab bag for them, and it's just they hope one clicks. Like that's not the type of pitcher that just kind of adds to the grab bag the Yankees already have. Like how many inning? So Red Sox front office, not Red Sox fans. Like let's let's not try to be Yankees d bags on this. We'll do talking baseball crew. How many innings do you think the Boston Red Sox expect to get out of Paxton, Waka, and Rich Hill? Seventy. Seventy. Oh, I got Combined? one of them. And how much money do they give Rich Hill? I don't know if we know yet. I mean, Waka's seven mil. I mean, I can see Waka going to the pen. I can see Rich Hill, like, being traded early. Like, I don't think all three of them on, are staying on the roster the full year by design. Right, but 70 can't be the number. I don't know, passing through 1.1. Right, but they're not hoping he throws that this year. Whatever you put the over-under at, I'll take the under. I'll just say that. Okay. Okay. They have other pitchers. They got Evaldi. They got Sale. They got Pavetta. They got Hawk. Like, like two of those guys aren't designed to be in their rotation. They're just picking them up for, like, why not? Like, they're... Really, is there? There are three grab bag pitchers. They're, none of them, all three of them, cannot pan out. And the Red Sox would be like, "All right, still got four guys." I don't disagree with your overall point. Uh, Rich Hill by himself did throw 158 innings this year. Yeah, but he also got traded by a contender. He got team. traded, and that that can all and happen. I, again, like Michael Waka threw 124 innings last year. So I mean, it, we're we're talking about having a I, major league pitcher pitch. Innings like I, I'm not I have one of them not quality. pitching. I have one of them not pitching an inning, so that's where that's fine. That's where I'm coming from. That's fine. I mean, one of those guys is going to pitch more than a hundred major league innings <laughs> next year. Okay, I just not high and I'm Paxton has pitched one inning in his last two years. I mean, the other guys are like as grab baggy as it gets. It's not wrong, but yes, they'll probably pitch. 150, 200, 300. What do you, I guess what do you that's it, it's an answer we'll never get. I mean, we know some people in baseball. Like, I wonder if their goal is to get 150 innings out of those three guys. Or I'd, I'd take the it, under. Right. But it's like, what are, what is their actual expectations with that money? Are they hoping to get 100 good innings? Are they hoping to get 150 any innings? Like, yeah. I genuinely don't know. I'm also like, if any Red Sox fans are oddly listening to this, I'm not like shit talking. You have four pitchers that are good at the top of the rotation. I just, 
I don't think any of those three from the Red Sox point of view are like these guys are. Yes. They're vital. Like th- those That's, are three, not the three non-vital signings. Paxton by the end of the year could be. Yeah, maybe they slow. He's got the most, he's got the most talent of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Rich Hill's got the piss and vinegar and dude, Michael walk is kind of like a blank page for me. It's kind of like a black hole. Like he's been in the MLB for 10 years. I know nothing. Besides he was maybe awesome it's, they want to get a first half. They want to get a first half from Rich Hill. They want to get a second half from Paxton and Waka fills in on all the blanks. Yeah. Crush triple it. A. Okay. Nailed it. Anyway, let's go back to the Yanks. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about? Like the Hal Steinbrenner stuff, the, which is a second topic. So I don't know if there's anything else before that. I would uh, Yankees tendered everyone, Gary. We prepped everyone for that. Again, compare it to catchers. Roberto Perez got $5 million for one year and he hits at a pitcher's level. Um, he's one of the best pitch framers in the game, but I, you know, the pirates, one of the worst teams getting that. So that's, but no one wants it. to, no one wants to put, I get defense is important and I'm actually like, you know, I would love a defensive so certain positions. I would love a defensive whiz. As I was saying, let's get Tucker Barnhart, but he's adequate with the bat. Um, he's not, he's not our dude, Bob out there, but uh, no one wants a, a black hole in their lineup. Yeah. And like, that's what the catcher position is for, I don't know, 70% of the team. And like Gary wasn't a black hole last year. His numbers like, you know, he's like just below average hitter. Um, for the league, a catcher standing here still above average hitter as a catcher, right? You have a 90 something. No, I think, however, you dice the catching numbers, I think he was like a top seven hitting catcher, which again, yeah. I know, and I know, like, the, like you like a defensive ways, blah blah blah. But I'm guess I'm just saying, teams, if you're saying like, hey, you can have this guy who's awesome defensively, but he's a black hole, or you can have this dude who's you know, you can hit him in the lineup and he'll give you. Uh, near league average, but he's a little less defensively. Every team is taking the guy who's not a black hole in the lineup every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else Licky's back. There wasn't really a question around that. No, I mean, we're, we're going to have an off season talk about Chris Taylor did sting a little. I know we, that one we, sucks. Joe's, but it sucks Joe's because McFly it's so, just, it's so attainable. Joe's McFly just texted us, and I guess there's reports that he wanted to stay in L.A., blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, if if there is stuff like that, I mean, you know. 15 million think- a year for four years for a guy who can play every position. Like, yeah, if he if he chose L.A. over the Yankees, but um, that's such a attainable price for a guy. And again, the Yankees, like, weren't rumored with Chris Taylor, which yeah. we, we talked about on here, and it's like, well, couldn't he be – your backup for center field, your backup for a third base, your backup for shortstop, your backup everywhere. Yeah. Um, while being a good ball player. So that was a little disappointing. Um, and yeah, we'll have time to jump in the full pool. I guess earlier today, Freddie Freeman, somewhat rumors were discussed. Again, we're just not gonna fully believe that until there's a pass and tweet that says Freddie Freeman's a Yankees. Freddie Freeman's in an awesome spot right now. He's got the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Braves basically willing to empty it for him. Would it be awesome if the Yankees, you know, stole them and, and snuck in and walked away with them? Yeah. Does it, the way the rumors are coming out now, does it like pass the sniff test for me at all? Right. No. 
You know what's interesting? All these bag of contracts. Javi Baez just got what? Six for 140. 23 AAV. And Simeon and Seeger, everyone's getting these big contracts. Does Giancarlo Stanton, I think the Yankees pay 22 against the AAV now. Like, not even a big contract. Yeah, I wonder, <laughs> depending how dry this offseason gets, um, I think it was mentally a conversation that Yankee fans buried for a while. And I still don't think they would. Like, Stanton has been productive for them. Um, but, yeah, like, when Mike Trout wants to be traded next year, like, there's a little easy money swap there. So, <laughs> Jar from Oz was DMing me about like maybe they're just gonna try and trade Stan now because his value is so high and his cost is like lower compared to other MVP candidate dudes. Fifteen more DH spots opening up. I know, I know, Javi plays shortstop and all that, and it, or second base or whatever, but Stan's cheaper right now. And- like people forget Stan is on a Hall of Fame pace. I, well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And and now he's like, I don't know. He's getting paid more, but the Yankees are only paying because the Marlins, whatever he's owed every year, the Marlins take like a bunch off the top. So it's only a 22 hit against the luxury tax for the Yankees every year. 22 mil. So that's what the Yankees pay him. I think he's, I think he's owed like 30 or more, but the Yankees only pay him 22. It's kind of funny that as I think at least by luxury tax, even before this free agency with more people signing, I think he was like not even a top 20 luxury tax hit in baseball, which the way people talk about him, you wouldn't, you'd think he was number two, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, what's getting real odd to me, Jake is the, and and this is another looking at fan graphs, the amount of people the Yankees have locked up past 2023. It's, it's not a lot at all. We're really coming to the end of some of this, which is interesting. Well, I mean, the Coney episode while you were out, like he kind of drove home the importance of a judge extension, like what that would mean for the team in the future. Um, we haven't heard any rumors on that front. Not that we would. The New York Yankees and Aaron Judge, like two of the most private conversation entities in the world, we never would. Um, yeah, you, you wonder if that's on the table or being discussed. Um, Aaron judge is probably watching some of these contracts come in and say, Hey, Yankees, would you, would you look at Marcus Simeon? Um, he was pretty good, huh? Um, so yeah, I mean, judge probably in a good position. Yeah, man. I, you know, it's the shortstop and it's just, what's it going to be? And I know Twitter, if you get lost in there for too long, it can make you frustrated. Well, we're the, I'm a show for the Yankees now. Look at you. Uh, they've got me in their pocket, and I won't say anything bad about them. And that's just word on the street is I'm a show. When all I said was I just delay my anger two months if it, they don't sign anyone because being angry when you don't have to be is a bad way to go about life. Yeah. So. Amen. I mean, I ripped the Yankees like every episode last year. 
That's how so. quickly it turns. Oh, people disagree with one thing and just get mad at everything. But anyway, people. I'm how how has how is on this seven. So I don't want to talk about this. How Steinbrenner is on the seven owner committee. He like named the owners in his quote, but not all of them. He was like, it's Boston. That was the only other one he named. <laughs> And then he was like, then some mid-level, then some small market. He's like, so it's pretty, um, he was trying to say it's diverse, like, you know. And they're, they're all coming together with the proposal to um, lower the luxury tax from $210 million to $180 million. Um, now, I, I don't know how the owners work. I'm guessing they, going into a labor uh, dispute, they want to have a united front. So Hal's not going to go work against his teammates to, to quote unquote, but uh, you know, Cashman's got quotes out there that like, well, the labor tax, the luxury tax is just a, a way to stifle big market teams, blah, blah. And they just want it to be even. And, and Hal was also part of the team that voted to, um, to instill a proposed a salary floor last year of a hundred million while the luxury tax soft cap, whatever you want to call it, was those 200, which really balances out the spending between each team, which then what are you good at? Then you're like, really got to put yourself to the test, Hal, because the way the Yankees have won, and and I don't care, uh, is by buying the talent. <laughs> like, you're not the Rays. You're not the A's. You don't can't scout like the A's. You can't. Uh, uh, you can't utilize analytics like the Rays. Like what the Yankees are good at is international signings, aka throwing the most amount of money at sixteen-year-olds, and free agent signings. You're not good at drafting. Yankees haven't been good at um building like through the farm. The Yankees are good at signing free agents and paying the 16-year-old in the DR of Venezuela the most money to play for them. So as an owner, I know he has to agree and they need a united front, but you better get better at the other shit if you want all the teams to spend equal money, which I understand. Like, that's a fair league. I If that's the league that everyone wants to play in, it's a bit more fair it marginalizes the player and they don't get as much money as they deserve and it kind of like caps them and blah 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 but how what makes your team good that you inherited is the ability to outspend the opponent so i know that you're part of this team and you probably can't go against because they want to be united but like that's pretty bad if your one strength is being taken away because you got to appease the other billionaires at your table like i hate that would george have but like hank steinbrenner got sent sent to the horse farm because he was saying this luxury tax is bullshit and this revenue sharing is bullshit and now we're just not even gonna fight it i don't know he, like the the fucking big market high market teams the owners couldn't rally together and say nah our benefit is we're richer than you fuck you Get more rich. Because if, if this comes true, if they lower the luxury tax, Jake, even more, and if there's any sort of floor, which there won't be, what makes the Yankees good? 
Yeah, it's what makes the Yankees different. Um, and yeah, I mean, there, there's probably so much labor stuff that's tied into it. And, you know, we'll, we'll hear in eight months, it was a negotiating tactic and, oh, cool. Uh, the luxury tax, by the way, if people don't um, have their pulse on it, was a huge loss for the players. Um, like, it, it wasn't a salary cap, but when 29 teams treat it like one, it is. Uh, and that's what happened this year in baseball. So I don't, I don't know all the inner workings and behind the scenes, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, the Yankees strength, like you said, you know, a, they, they've started to do some return on value between draft picks and international signings. You get more value from the international signings and the Yankees put their money and efforts towards there more than scouting in the draft. The other thing, and when, you know, I, I know I throw around the, the phrase spoiled Yankees fans a lot. You know, we, there's still people out there that say cheap pal, cheap Yankees. Like when, when did we sign Garrett Cole to 300 million? That was two years ago. Stanton's on a massive contract. Like we do forget, like maybe it'd be a good tweet. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll look into it, but like, I said this the other day, the Cleveland Guardians highest paid contract ever was Edwin Encarnacion three for 60. Here we are this offseason saying like, well, you know, story for 200. I think I do that instead of Correa for 300. There's 25 other teams that can't have that conversation. <laughs> so you're right. Anything owner wise and money wise, and it's probably why Hal has to be at the forefront of it because it's the Yankees. Anytime the Yankees are against money something, that's probably really good for the other owners, and maybe that gets Hal's back scratched. But, yeah, it's it's the Yankees' probably biggest leg up is that we're here this offseason saying, like, you know, yeah, I would love maybe the Yankees could sign Rodon, and maybe they could – could they sign Freddie Freeman? Like, it it is – the perk and the advantage of being the New York Yankees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that does frustrating to read. And, you know, I, I know he, whatever, I don't know. I don't know the nuances of it, but it's like, Hey, I hope you understand that. That's, and that's kind of the recipe here. I, I guess the more I think about it is we're talking about this. Cause Hal said it, if the Royals owner said it or the Rays owner or the A's owner said it, we wouldn't be. So maybe that's, that's why he has to be at the front of that. Maybe that sucks. And then someone else wrote an article. I uh, had it up. I don't know who it was. It was uh, from the Newsday. that there's that. Maybe that's why um, Hal and the Yankees aren't spending uh, this. So right now in solidarity with his fellow labor Hawks, because he's part of that thing and uh what i thought originally hal said that so i was like no you can't say that because everyone's spending money you just look like you got juped like don't like Hal can't be sitting there saying oh well, i thought we were all in unison that we weren't going to spend money going into the negotiations because we're all on the same team it's like Hal, don't don't admit you got ninth at nine by the every other owner but he didn't say it. Someone's just speculating it, but that can't be true. I've got 
some thoughts on that, but are they are my thoughts brought to us by anyone? No, your thoughts. No one has in the history of life wanted to sponsor them. <laughs> Deflating. Deflating. Yes. But what will help you with that specific issue is going to Roman. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, your confidence is deflated, as is your penis. And Roman will let you know what's going on there. They you got... know, I was just I was just thinking because mm -hmm. I put on a little weight since kind of baseball playoffs. I didn't notice. I thought you looked great. I've probably put on five to ten, maybe closer to ten. If we're being real honest, that's nothing. Um, it's something on my frame, and especially when I look down. Uh, oh, you can't you see know, it the anymore. The bigger the belly, the smaller the boner. Um, so I was thinking I was gonna lose weight, but maybe I'll just start popping some Roman. That'll help. Every little thing helps. But I mean, there's better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Call Roman. You can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for like everything you're talking about. They might not care about the weight stuff, but the ED, they they'll help you out. All from the comfort and privacy of your home, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. Straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Go to GetRoman.com slash Yanks to complete an online visit. And if you're prescribed, you get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this winter and be Roman ready. So what are those thoughts that Roman sponsored? So no way you remember. Thanks, Roman, for that. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say something. <laughs> I, I got I got really passionate about that belly boner speech. Uh, it was about I was talking about how in that the article that said that maybe how's not spending right now it's in solidarity with his late oh his fellow yes. labor hawks which is just like my what? I thought my thoughts on that because we've we've talked about kind of the fear mongering and in, in Yankee fandom right now is like if that is real and it's just like the Yankees just screwed the pooch on this like they like you know yeah, they do that. believe in they believe in Peraza and Volpe and they wanted to get a stop gap and they were like you know, you know, we're not going to get one of the big guys, but you know, Hey, if we get story for five years, you know, maybe we could kick him to left field or, you know, maybe we could get Javi Baez on a big two year. Uh, and then now they're sitting here and they're like, Oh shit, we do. We it's Correa. Um, again, nobody knows they're still out there. Um, and yeah, Hey, Cashman, Let's go. You want to go full Jakey opposites? Roberto go Perez. Passing. Passing. Roberto Perez said the Yankees were in on him, but he chose the Pirates because he wanted to play every day. Sources. Uh, well, actually, I mean, I don't know. Someone just tweeted that to me. Okay. So I shouldn't really just. They said it's Joel. So everyone will be mad at Joel if this is wrong. Roberto Perez just said the Yankees were on the bidding for him, but he wants to play every day. Um, someone's interviewing him right now. Sounds like a good way to win over fans in Pittsburgh. I could have been a Yankee, but I signed with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Also, it says the Yankees were looking to sign him, but not as a starter. 
probably as a backup. Right. With Gary as the starter because Roberto Perez swings a, a wet newspaper. Yeah, I mean, he's like a, <laughs> he's a lesser hitting, slightly better defensive Higgy. <laughs> uh, so that would have solved everything. Um, yeah, well, we'll see, man. Oh, I was going to spin it into, you know, what if Cashman's doing a beautiful dance? Like he's got, he's got the theater on the edge of their seats. The village people are about to kill him. And then he just, you know, it's February 14th. Baseball comes back on Valentine's day. Cause they love a good headline. And he, you know, everything we've said, it could still be Olson. It could be Correa. Um, I, I hope the beautiful symphony is coming one day. <laughs> but uh, the band hasn't started playing. Yeah, it's got to come. I mean, I think hopefully we get like just a flurry of trades whenever this lockout ends. That'd be fun. Some signings. I'm interested in Correa. Someone just tweeted out uh, like all the teams that are supposedly, I hate the wording here, um, have heard. Correa has heard from the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Braves. I will say, so I just gave my positive news. I did have a kind of a hmm, moment. No one's talked about the Cubs this offseason because they sold everyone. They reset. If you're spending $25 million on Marcus Stroman, it kind of goes the new mindset in baseball is like, if you're going to spend spent, if you're not, not. And so nobody was talking about the Cubs. They kind of have a need at shortstop. Like if they're in the shortstop market, I mean, that's, that's just where things truly do get scary. Like if the Red Sox are serious about getting a shortstop, if the Cubs are serious now, <laughs> we got too many guys trying to get on the boat. Uh, so I'll, uh, I've got fears. Yeah, I've got fear, fears. I've got doubts and I'll scream and yell when the time's right. If it happens, yeah. still room to celebrate though, you know, cause you just feel it's dumb. Not- if you yell at your mom that she didn't buy you the bike you asked for, for Christmas. And then she's like, actually we hit it behind the tree because we wanted mm. it to be the last thing you open but now I kind of don't want to give it to you because you're just kind of a dickhead yeah, about just it. Yelled you, at me. you kind of acted entitled to the bike when you got up some other stuff, you know, you didn't give other stuff. But so, you know, I'll just wait it out. What's something you guys are scared of? Like not horrified, but like for me, it's like medium heights. Like if I'm like 20 feet up and there's no ledge or something, I'm like, wow, this could like really do it. Um, like if I take one false step, like I've tripped before, I'll trip again. Like if that happens yeah. right now, I'm going to have an awful time. Start the question over. Something you're, you're afraid of, but not like full blown afraid. It's like something you're afraid of more than the normal person. That's not that scary. Oh, okay. So death doesn't count. No. Um, Just like forgetting things in rooms. Okay. 
Jerry Seinfeld got asked a question if he was lazy once, and his answer was like the most relatable thing he ever heard. He was like, no. Um, but I'm I work very hard to be lazy. He's like, if I know I got a sock in the hamper and I got a sock on the dresser and I take my socks off by the dresser, um, and then I if I take my socks off by the hamper and put them in the hamper, then I gotta walk to the other side of the room to grab the sock that's on the dresser, then walk back and put that one in the hamper as well. So I might as well take my socks off by the dresser grab the one that's on the dresser and then just throw all three. So I don't have to walk across the room twice. And that's like how my brain works at all times. BBD. So I fear leaving things in rooms and just not being proactive and practical with my slight movements. That feels like one of those negatives. That's really a positive. I'm scared of getting lost. Well, Jake's like, scared of like lost. literally like, I don't like it happening. I think it's all like part of it is, a, is also a fear of just being late to stuff that I've always had. I don't like being late. To stuff. I, how do you get, how do you get lost? You live in, you know, like we, you live in and you have a phone. Yeah. I'm, I'm really scared if it ever happens someday. I'm no, moving I'm to not, the numbered not, streets pretty soon, so that should not, be easier. No, not you specifically, but like even Jake. Like I just in don't general. understand how, in general, humans in civilized cities with phones get lost anymore. Well, maybe that's the point. I mean, people getting lost used to be a normal thing. Say BBD lost his phone, and now he's somewhere, and he is lost. Like that's probably a lot more scary than it used to be because that used to just be a normal feeling. Yeah, I don't think they've taught anyone my age how to get unlost because we've had this stuff. I've been having scary dreams. Mm. Like wake up and tell Katie, like, I just had a really scary dream. Mm. And like kind of slide a little closer to her in bed just to like make sure she's around. Sometimes so, I see shadows and wonder if they're ghosts. Dude, I I see like a mouse on the floor all the time. And I don't know, I get out of corner of my eye and it's never a mouse, but it's just like I move fast. There's a shadow. But yeah, I, I see something creeping all the time. I think it's pretty easy to like drive yourself insane. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the other day, little baby James is making a bunch of noises in his bed. He spits up a lot, so I'm laying in bed, and I'm laying there, and he's making noises, and uh, all of a sudden he makes, oh, oh, and I'm like, oh man, did he just like spit up? Like, is he choking? Like, now he's fine. He sleeps every single night. He always makes noises. Then he doesn't make a noise for a while, and I'm like, did he just choke? Like, Mm. and in my head, I'm like, make a fucking noise, James. Make another noise. But he might have just fallen asleep, and that's the whole damn goal. Right. But now I got to get up. Or this is my favorite thing. Katie and I get in bed and then she'll say, did you close the garage door? And Mm. it's like, well, I have to check now. Yeah. Like, did you lock the door? Like, well, I like, like, why do you can't, I have to check now. There's no way I can say just yes, because what if I didn't? And that's how we, that's how like we die or we get robbed. And then she's going to say, I asked you. 
And she doesn't understand that. Like if she says that. Oh, like, she knows the door is closed. She's fucking with you, buddy. Like, OK, well, now I have to check. Yeah, it's a prank. So the lockout started. So, yeah, that's what I would tell the people now is uh, a we love you guys. If you made it through. The seven minute fear factor talk, um, I'll say this. I'll ask for a couple reviews. Because we need we need our signing before the deadline. So if it's been a while since you left a five star, would appreciate it. I know you're a real one because you made it through the fear talk. Um, and what do we got coming up? We got some drafts. We got some deep dive on positions. Maybe we'll grab grab a person or two. We got some friends now. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, talking Yanks stays stays going, and we'll maybe we'll do bring back some voicemail episodes. Uh, some pre-planned episodes, some guests. We'll see. Uh, and hopefully the lockout doesn't last long. Amen. Okay. That's the episode. BBD, do you have any of your famous last words? Uh, you did mention a mouse earlier, and that is my answer for the fear thing. Although I, I guess that's, that is a more front of mind fear, which I think falls out of the parameters of the prompt. But yeah, very afraid of rodents. Dude, I think like this is like too big, but every time I'm at a urinal, I think that someone might come behind me and shoot me with a gun. I've never peed at a urinal and not thought, what if someone just comes behind me and shoots me in the head with a gun? And I maybe that's too dark for people, but that's my world. That's like I have a existential anxiety. I've I've just never because at this point it would be like, hey, wait, you haven't thought about that yet. And then I think about it. That's my life. Cause what am I going to do? I'm just peeing at a rap. I'm just peeing at a rest stop. I got no defense to that corner, man. Go Yanks. Tell them grams. Oh, Yankees.